Hey, this is the G Club. Hi. And we're going to talk about games and other stuff. All right, fine. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Today we're talking about Overwatch. Because mm-hmm. Overwatch is game. always relevant. We were going to talk about Zelda a while ago. Nope, no one's talking about Zelda anymore. So is nobody can... talking about Zelda Who's anymore? talking about Zelda? Nah, I feel like the hardcores of... The internet I, I moves mean, too fast, dude. I recently saw a an, an exploit that somebody just found out about Eventide. Really? Yeah, apparently you can... You know how you can throw swords? Yeah. So you can throw... You can be outside of the distance what? of Eventide and throw swords onto the shore. What? And then go on Eventide and they'll stay there. So then you, can, ju- you can just throw like level 80 swords over there and then... And then you lose all your shit, but the swords stay there. That's nuts. Yeah. That's sort of like against the, against the spirit of Eventide Island, though, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, but if you're like... I mean, I, I'm enjoying watching like the, the speedrun community tackling this game because they basically don't care, as far as I can tell, they don't care about beating the game as fast as possible anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, you can do it really fast. Now they're trying to do all dungeons, and it's like three hours 40 is like the speedrun for that. Three hours yeah. 40? Doing all the dungeons and then doing the final boss. It's pretty fast. Yeah. You but the just four dungeons and yeah. then the wow. So you have all the uh the things. Good lord. But anyway, we're going to talk about <laughs> Overwatch. Okay. I think the important but, thing to start off with is uh who is your main and who is your bay. Well, let's introduce ourselves before that. Oh, well, sorry. V- Vernon. Hey, it's me, Vernon. That's Not Ver- usually on this. Vernon Shaw, <laughs> formerly of Hot Pepper Gaming, now of Game Grumps uh and Scare to Care. Yeah, yeah. The, uh Harlem Shake yeah. Oh no! I don't. I don't want to have Soul that conversation on the record. Oh boy! But the thing was, I I, I wasn't solely responsible. Like, Vernon Shaw. Oh, you God. were responsible for the meme of it being like a group thing. I guess you were responsible for that video of the kid who's like, "Do the shake," and then everyone's like, "Shut up!" Like, that that I will. Fault. I will take credit for that. That was your fault. That future that kid... thirty under thirty, Vernon Shaw. Thank you for being here. <laughs> I got two years. Thank you for being Hello, here. Thank you for having me. Susie. Hi, yeah, I'm Susie. I'm from Kitty Cat Gaming and also a member of Game Grumps. What's up? Uh, wait, we're not talking about our memes or anything. And right creator, now. Not yet. What, what, what embarrassing memes have you created? Collection. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I run a shop called PsychicCircleOddities.com. What I'm memes are you responsible stuff. for? Uh, uh, <laughs> none. She's responsible for the proliferation of memes. Yeah, I I, I, I see the the gif of you from the Christmas commercial where you're like, "Don't embarrass me in front of the internet." Oh yeah, oh, yeah I see that around that from time to time. Around. Yeah, too big. Uh, around Christmas that. time, it gets really big again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't cool. Embarrass me. <laughs> it's always you're appropriate. You're embarrassing me right now. Don't Barry, what about me. you? Oh hi, I'm Barry, and uh, I do stuff with Game Grumps and have for. It feels like half of my life at this point. Yeah, yeah it's four been a years. While. Yeah. No, it's been over four Almost years. Almost five. five. Four uh, and a half. Just July. Yeah, Game I, Grumps' I, birthday four, is four July. No, Grumps? it's his fifth birthday in July. Oh, wait, yeah. yeah, that's right. You were And I started in, in September 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost five years. Yeah. I just have that in my head, but Dan is the big shit. That's an eternity in YouTube time. Mm. Just yeah. internet time. Five yeah. years? Yeah, that is Get out of here. crazy, man. I don't want to talk about stuff from three months ago, let alone yeah. five years ago. And then I'm Aaron of Game Grumps and Ego Raptor cartoons, Once Upon a Time, and Starbomb. Yay. 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 Now voice actor in many Cartoon Network yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. I was just cutting together my demo today. It was pretty fun. Nice. Yeah, I had, I had like enough credits officially where I could cut together like a video demo. and It's all stuff that's been on TV. But what do all Sweet. of these weirdos Thanks. have in common? 
We all play Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> Obsessively. Well, yes. real quick, I just wanted to say that, uh, th- so this is G Club. It's like our new podcast thing okay. that we're trying out, and we're going to see how that goes. And it's not just the four of us, and it's not just about games. It's just a place for us to talk about probably pop culture. Barry, could you go really in-depth about why it's called the G Club? Uh, No. I don't remember why we came up with G Club. We had a lot of it's, names for this. It's like the D Club. And... Oh, wait, is that it? Yeah, yeah that was, trying, oh. that was, I was That's trying kind to of set a bummer. that up for you. That's kind of disappointing. <laughs> I thought we were more clever than that. Just, no. just Google the D Club. G, G Rams like D. It. Yeah. G Rams. We got a sweet logo, though. But if this is audio only, then they, I don't know if anyone will ever see it. Yeah. Didn't Arthur make it? The Wait, logo? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Laser horse. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Overwatch. I just want to get that out of the way. Yeah. So we all play Overwatch. It's been out for over a year, and we've all been playing it for over a year. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And we like it. Yeah. yeah. But I wanted to talk about it. Mm. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Just like, it's a, it's a good game, right? Yep. But could it be better? Could it be it better? It could be better. I mean, they're constantly making it better. Well, that's the thing. I want to talk about, like, I wanted to kind of get into, like, how you feel about the way Blizzard uh, balances the game, the sort of superficial stuff like cosmetics and loot boxes, because that's been kind of a controversy. There's a lot to What's a lot the controversy? To get. People are upset about uh, the drop rates in the loot boxes, especially in light of the most recent event, the anniversary event, because mm. like way too many it was, yeah. like, double the cost in credits to buy everything, and so many, all the skins were legendary. And thanks to China, we know the percentage drop rate of the loot boxes. Wait, why is it thanks to China? Because China passed a law that um, it's like an anti-gambling law that any, I don't know if it's any gambling thing at all or anything that's online, but they have to basically release the odds to the public. I mean, it is gambling because it's whatever it odds, it's, it's random odds of what you're going to get. So they have to disclose what the odds are of you winning and the house winning. It's, it's gambling only- where you can't come out on top. N- no. Well, because you're not winning anything in real money, but it's not like you're gonna get four legendaries in one box. Gambling means you put something out, and there's a chance that you'll lose it for right. a chance of gaining. It's paying money for a random chance. That's what. Right. It but is. when you That's when gambling. you buy loot boxes, you buy them knowing you're not getting anything real. It's all cosmetic. But it's stuff not. In it's the not. Game. 100% but it's still gambling because you can still just get loot boxes by playing. Right. That's the idea. I mean, maybe you're trading your time, but it's not like you're explicitly doing that for loot boxes. You're just playing the game. Regardless, there was some sort of law in China that was like, you have to put out the statistics. So they're like, so okay. So what are the odds? I don't know offhand, but legendaries are really rare. I mean, the, the idea is I think one in 15, you're likely to get a legendary. That well, was so it, yeah. Here's the thing. Like I was trying to I was trying to clean out all of my um, event skins, and, and so I was trying to get all the event items, because I'd never done that before, and I was like, I'm going to get all these, because there's so many, and people are going to be so pissed when the event's over. So, <clears throat> I, I tried to buy them all. I didn't have enough gold, so, and uh, I eventually got everything except for one item that was 450 uh, gold pieces, or whatever. Credits, or whatever, Credits. yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, well, I don't have enough to pay for this one. I only had like 100. So I was like, I'm going to spend like 10 bucks on loot boxes, and then like maybe there's a chance I'll get it, and then also... I'm sure I'll get enough credits. Mm-hmm. I did not get enough credits to pay 450 for a dance emote. Mm-hmm. So if it's that tells you anything about how pathetic emotes, it is. Yeah, it's actually 750 it's actually for a dance. For oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I spent uh, $50 getting the Cruiser Diva skin. And it's, it's really tough when there's like maybe one or two things that you want in the event. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a Diva main and I needed that skin and I just continually wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I didn't even get into the drops. I ended up having to to keep buying loot boxes until I could get 
3,000 coins for it. Right. Yeah. On Kitty Cat Gaming, uh, with each Overwatch event, uh, I will buy 100 boxes and open them in a video uh, just to kind of show what you can get and what the odds are. And it's really fun. Um, and I did one for the most recent event, and I only got like three legendaries out of the entire thing. Right. Like, I basically all I got was just the player icons. Um, and then I got like, I think, 20,000 gold. Mm-hmm. which uh, I was going by character through the entire hero gallery to buy everything that I didn't get. And I got to Genji, which is like four characters in. <laughs> wow. uh, so I have a list on my computer of everything that I'm still missing, but I'll make up for it in free XP weekend. That's double true. XP weekend. When we're recording this. Which I am actually very unhappy about. Really? The free yeah. XP or a double XP weekend. Double XP weekend, I feel like is a very bad idea for Overwatch. Why do you say that? Why? Uh, okay, so for the way it stands right now, if you guys aren't really too familiar, uh, the more you play, uh, you get more XP on your account. Um, so say you're a big player, you're going to have, you know, over 100 uh, points. So, I mean, you're going to have a star on your right. on your every, portrait. Every 100 levels that you get a, a star on your little mm-hmm. And then thing. once you get to level 600, you get a silver portrait. And then once you get to level like 1200, I think you get a gold one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the more you have, people expect you to be, let's be frank, a better player. Um, so free XP weekend, I feel, I mean, double XP weekend. I don't know why I keep saying free. Uh, it's setting up this expectation uh, that it used to be that if you had more stars, you were a better player. But now anybody can get double the XP for half the time. So I feel like it just throws a wrench in that entire thing. Like, why even have those stars on the portraits anymore now? Well, I mean, to be fair, having a lot of stars doesn't mean you're good. Yeah, it doesn't. I think it's cosmetic. But anyway. I mean, why mm-hmm. even have it there anyways? I feel like that was a tool that would work for a free-to-play game. Hmm. And I'm wondering if Overwatch was meant to be a free-to-play game where you just buy loot boxes like Heroes of the Storm, and they just happen to ask people to pay for it. And if, if the future of Overwatch is that it's going to be a free-to-play game. Like, I would not be surprised within the next year if they offered Overwatch completely for free, and then they only made their money from updates and loot boxes. I don't think they're going to do that. I wouldn't be surprised so if they did that. If they did that, then they would probably give you the, the amount of money that you spent for Overwatch back in loot boxes. I mean, do you yeah, think there's, there's things. So I think I think, would, uh, yeah. I think Battleborn is going free to play, or some. Because nobody's playing it. Well, yeah, because it came out the same time as Overwatch, and it yeah. was a bad idea. <laughs> um, and I think that, that if you already own the game, you, you're like you get like this founder thing next to your name, and you they give you tons and tons of shit. So if they did do that, I'm sure they'd do something similar. I mean, but you already but got I, something like that because when I bought Overwatch, I got the um, what's it oh, called? The origins edition. edition. I got the Origins edition, so I got the special skins that uh, you didn't get otherwise. Well, the thing so. that's different with Overwatch because a lot of free-to-play games are either heavily monetized or they're a MOBA where they have tons and tons of characters they have to purchase individually, hmm. like uh, League of Legends or something. Um, and Overwatch, they've made very very clear that. The whole kind of thing with Overwatch is changing heroes. As much as people like having mains and like getting good with one character, they want people to bounce around heroes mid-game. It's yeah. not like League of Legends or Dota where you pick your character and that's it for the entire game. I disagree, though, because I have done that. I am a career but That's your character. choice. Yeah, it's my choice. But they want people to be able to play lots of heroes, so if they went free-to-play, and then the worst-case scenario where they would lock off certain heroes unless you paid for it, that would kind of break the game a little bit. No, it would just no. be free to play, and you just pay for loot boxes. I mean, it definitely would not be for players who want to do comp. Because then you're just paying for, sure. for the game if you're paying for actual parts of the game. 
you know because right. free to play games are like you can play them but usually you have to pay for to speed something up or mm-hmm. to like you know upgrade your shit or whatever like you you can still play the game as it is so for free if they made the game free to play and it was 100 percent free you didn't have to pay for individual heroes or something like that mm-hmm. everything was loot box then that kind of gets back to the more recent loot box controversy so there's there's been two loot box controversies since the game came out the first one was during summer games i don't know if you remember that but the whole idea was with the summer games which is the first event they did Oh, you can't buy any. None of, of the mm. skins or uh, sprays or whatever. None of them were purchasable with credits. Everything right. was loot box only. Yeah. And I ended up spending a lot of money to get that mercy skin at right. the very end because yeah. <laughs> I was grinding and grinding the entire event trying to get it. I was like, Ugh. there was no way to get it besides just getting lots of loot boxes, which incentivizes you to buy them because mm-hmm. it's the fastest way to get them. Whereas in a, whereas now, ever since the um, the Halloween event, they made it so you can purchase them with credits, but it's three times the normal price. Yeah. And that incentivizes you to save your credits and not spend them on the little things that you want. You save them for every event. So whenever they put out a new hero or something, it's like, well, I'm not going to spend my credits on them because there's going to be an event soon. So now the loot box controversy is this whole idea that well, people like us, for example, they've been spending a lot of money on loot boxes. We haven't just right. been playing the game. We've been buying loot boxes right. as well. We get duplicates in every single box. Uh-huh. Oh. And in future events, so they've already said that the Summer Games event is going to have last year's skins and stuff in it. We're going to be getting duplicates of that stuff, too, in those loot boxes. So over time, it's going to get harder and harder to get new stuff when you're buying loot boxes, when you're just getting loot boxes. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if they moved free to play, they would have to rework the way boxes work entirely. Why because so? why would why in in a year's time why should I buy a single loot box if it's almost guaranteed to be nothing but duplicates? Well, that's even tr- if it's locked to like <coughs> the event loot boxes always have one event item in them, but it could be a duplicate. Well, that's true, but also they've probably made more money than they would have if they just sold the game off of loot oh, boxes 100%. over a year. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like if they want to keep making ongoing money, sure, but. Um, I mean, I've gotten over 500 loot boxes yeah. at this point. So. But, right. but also, who's to say the psychology of me? Because I'm looking at this from a... I mean, you guys are arguing from a consumer's perspective, but mm-hmm. I just keep thinking it from Blizzard's perspective of, like, it's genius. It's a, it's the perfect Skinner box, you know? I mean, yeah, if they wanted to just make money, they would have left it the way it was at the Summer Games, where you had to actually get each item out of a loot box. If they were just concerned about money, they would do it that way. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they were actually listening to everyone who plays the game and made it so you can buy the items shows yeah. that they actually do care. Because they are sacrificing profits over making people happy. Plus, right. I don't really have a whole so. lot of sympathy for the the arguments because it's it's all cosmetic. Like it doesn't make a difference. It is all cosmetic. It does sometimes, though. I mean, I've heard there's you know it's just e- it's easier to make see. It harder for headshots, oh, well, things sure, like that. Yeah. I mean, if you're well, the hitboxes don't change, but, but like looking at them, it, it is, is only cosmetic. But at the same time, every event. I mean, I don't have access to Blizzard's numbers, but I'm sure there's a huge player spike every time there's an event. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, and whenever we're playing, because we play almost every night anyways. Right. But when there's an event going on, everybody comes back because they want to see the new character and the new skins. So mm-hmm. you have a ton, an influx of angry players. <laughs> it's toxic oh, players. Buddy, the, Bad the, players. The last, the last three weeks have just been and They're impossible. here for the event. Once the event's over, they'll go away and it'll just be the hardcore players again. It'll be a lot easier. You know what's interesting too is like there's a, and maybe this is true of other games too, is I've noticed more toxic players among like the, 
So whenever whenever we queue with somebody who's inexperienced, like the other night we were queuing with Ross and and he was like level fifty or <laughs> Way whatever. Waited to throw Ross he, under the bus. Well, he <laughs> hasn't played since the game play. came out. Yeah, he hasn't played. In a while. So he 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 recently got back on with us and he was like level fifty something or whatever. So we were queuing with a lot of like one stars and mm-hmm. and uh, no star players, and they were like way more toxic. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's yes. like and it's like you guys have no idea. Like we're <laughs> we're like all ranked plat and we're like fucking we, diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> plat and diamond. And we're uh I'm, I'm silver. And and we're Sorry, like guys. Boom. <laughs> these are these a lot of higher level Get matches. And meanwhile these dudes who are like <laughs> you fucking and it's like, oh okay. Right. Yeah, I To be fair, they might have also it. been Smurfs though. I don't know. I don't think they were Smurfs. I mean I'm seeing more and more Smurf accounts these days though. Dude, same. Smurf, yeah. Smurfs don't I don't even look at stars anymore because, like, it does. It, it people smurf so often they don't even matter. Yeah, well, that's that true. contradicts what you said earlier, Susie. About more I know, stars but being I'm big. saying, why don't they have that even as a thing anymore, though? If they're going to be doing double XP, because the whole purpose mm. of it was to show that you play the game a lot. But if they're giving away double XP, then what's the point? But it so, doesn't. I mean, it could mean so many different things. Like, if if somebody played for hours and hours and they're fucking gold border, right? Uh, they could have like spaced it out among all the heroes, and so they're like only. Oak- kind of good with everybody you know like it's not it's still not an indication regardless i don't know i think looking at someone's competitive rank is the best way it's it's purely cosmetic because they could be level 30 and still be grandmaster but that could also mean that they're a smurf and they're on their second i almost everyone i know has two overwatch accounts they have a smurf account and they have their real account i don't have a smurf account well i'm not gonna get loot boxes on account that's not mine yeah not my main well it's just fun to like you know people i only understand it in the sense that (laughs) hey all right i only understand in the sense that if you are super high level and your mmr is crazy high and you have a friend who's new to the game the best way to introduce them to the game is to create a smurf yeah 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 that is by far the best way and i understand that and plus you can't queue in competitive if you're a thousand sr let's get into competitive because this leads into a conversation i had about competitive Mm -hmm. um so when you go into competitive Overwatch, it's different than quick play. Um, it's ranked. So every time you win a match, you get SR, uh, which, which is, is season rank points, and you level up. So the higher you get, you can be gold, diamond, grandmaster, master, you know, the whole list. Um, oh, shit. Where was I going? Oh. Uh, okay. So once you go up to those points... Um, well, the whole idea is that you play competitive to be the highest rank you can. It's competitive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Quick play is just sort of like, I'm playing for fun, and if I win, it's whatever. If I lose, whatever. It's just XP. But, okay, so Competitive there's... is like how good you are. Yes, but there are people who... Okay, so every time you play competitive, there's been five seasons now. We're on the fifth season. Um, when you start a new competitive season, you have to go through the ranking process all over again, um, and you have to play 10 placement matches to find out which rank it places you at. But it turns out that those placement matches really do jack shit because mm-hmm. no matter what you do it's going to place you a little bit below where you were the previous season and a lot of the reason my friends that I talk to have multiple accounts is because they have it in their head that if they make a second account and do placements then they'll know their real placement hmm. because they feel like what's the point of even doing it on my main account it, it because it's just take... going on my old score and doesn't even give me the chance to improve and show how much I've improved but it does mm-hmm. factor in where you are in general though because when you do placements you're still being ranked with people that were equal to where you were in the last season 
Like, they're not ranking you with people that, like, A, have never ranked, or B, are in bronze, or, like, if you're a pl- if you were platinum last year. Like, they still want to rank you with people that are generally where you are. Mm-hmm. So if you're smurfing and you don't have any history, then it's just, it's all over the place. So there really is no way to indicate w- what uh, what level you're truly at if you're fighting people that are just fucking all over the map. Because yeah. that was the problem with Season 1, if I remember correctly. Everyone was, I, I don't even know if they did placements in Season 1, but... It just sort of put everyone around 50, because back then it was only 0 to 100. Yeah. Everyone was around 50, and you just sort of slid up and down from there. Yeah. And it was just increments that would push you, like, one higher. Yeah. Um, and it didn't feel good, and they totally remade I, it. I really like the new SR system, but I do think that it's unfair to certain Well, so the problem names. with that old system where they sort of start everyone in the middle, and then they just sort of spread out from there, was it made everyone effectively gold or platinum. Hmm. And there were just outliers who were really far on the extremes. And they wanted to be kind of even throughout all the ranks. So over time, by sort of factoring your last season performance, they're sort of able to kind of define those different chunks of the bracket and say, like, okay, these are, like, bronze players doing placements against bronze players. These are grandmaster players doing placements against grandmaster. And, yeah, they could be better or worse than they were at the beginning of last season. But I think it's also why the first couple se- the first couple of games in the season give you – and. You, you gain and lose a lot more SR yep. early in the season. I think you gain and lose less, actually. You lose less than you gain more. No, so they're af- trying to push you up higher. Directly after you finish your 10 placements, you can go up a ton yeah. with right. the following 10 games. So it doesn't matter if you're placed a little bit below where you ended, because if you're winning, then it's just going to push you right back up there. Yeah. So it kind of balances out. But if you didn't deserve to be at that rank, if someone boosted you if you were playing with a, a pro team. No, and well, they were, for example, for example. Well, who's to say you're not doing that? In the matches afterwards, you could be, for example, but they they can't you know do anything about that. Yeah. I'm a healer main. Mm-hmm. We know notoriously healers get shafted with SR. Yes. I did my placements with all of you. Maybe you weren't there, but all of you uh, for season four, and everybody got placed platinum. I got placed silver, even mm-hmm. though I was doing the same match as everyone else, won the same games. Yeah. And it was Choice because reses. I and I was doing great reses, but it was because I was healing and I wasn't killing people. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that, I had a fucking hard ass climb from silver all the way to diamond. And I feel like I was dropped for no reason to a so lower level. Do you think it just be it would be better if there was more transparency? Do you think that's there, the answer? They can't. There can't be though. Why not? Because people would be take exploited. advantage of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but mm. I do think that there should be something done in place so that everybody gets the same level of HP. I mean, uh, SR. Because it's not fair for healers to be busting their ass doing the role that most people, to be frank, don't even want to be healers. Oh, yeah. Everyone locks in DPS. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody really wants to be healers. So they're already punished. And then to punish them even more by saying, you don't even get as much SR as everybody else on your team, right. that really de-incentivizes people to want to yeah. actually be healers. I think it's it's hard, especially because a game like Overwatch, it's... It's also kind of the problem with the medal system mm. where whenever you bring up the score screen in Overwatch, there's stats for like the amounts of kill assists that you've done, the amount of healing you've done, etc. And based on how you perform within your team, it gives you a gold medal if you're the best at that or silver or bronze. Um, and the problem is it doesn't reflect how well you're doing. Yeah, it's sort of a. It allows people to say like, "Hey, I won my lane. Why weren't you guys trying hard enough?" Right. Whereas and that's you, the wrong way to use it. Like you might just be, you know, shooting at people but not killing anyone, and then you're feeding their healers, and someone else is finishing those kills, 
Like there's there's a lot of ways you could have yeah, gold absolutely. damage, it's a, it's but actually same, um, be doing worse than someone else. It's the same sentiment as in like League of Legends of like that like what a salty player will say is like I won my lane, like right. I won I like um I I I did my AD carry work. Where were you guys? And it's just like, um, I think that's it. Just like it just breeds toxicity, right? Mm-hmm. Like a like like it's an excuse. Yeah. Well, I it, I mean that's partially why medals are because li- any salty player that gets gold they're like well i got gold what did you guys do and it's like yeah well you got gold what does that mean we still lost you yeah know? like it's a team game. yeah that, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that i did hear you the most in, because in, you got gold in, in radio chat like that's the most frustrating thing to hear of like uh when you lose the first point and you guys start arguing over medals it's like that mm-hmm. that it's like, i'm a tank we... why do i have gold damage it's, uh, it's like yeah. there's a million things yeah. so that's why i brought it up in the context of like healers trying to gain sr or whatever it is is that there's so many variables besides just the raw numbers. Mm. Things like like positioning that better players will have yeah. over, over crappy players. They can't track that. They yeah, can't exactly. say you have better positioning than another player well, that's got all unlucky. Meta, right? What was that? That's all in the meta, right? Well, yeah. it's it's, it's, it's A lot of it's the meta, but... Well, it's because it's, the, it, it's kills aren't important, you know? It's like, obviously, obviously they are, but... It's not my, a deathmatch game. My point game. is that, yeah, it, it's about moving the payload. Um, or whatever the objective is. So it, it, there's a lot of things that sort of either um, uh, run counter to making kills or like he was saying, it was a perfect example of like, yeah, maybe you're doing a lot of damage, but you are feeding healers, you know, like, like, for example, like when I, I play DPS and if I'm alone and I'm waiting for the team to come and they're they're like being waiting for me to group up and I'm ahead and I can see the group up there but they can't kill me because they're so far away but like I'm a Pharah and I'll shoot rockets and I'll get damage that builds my ult Mm -hmm. Um, but if I already have ult and I'm shooting rockets I'm not going to kill anybody Mm -hmm. I'm just doing random damage and because I'm doing random damage all the healers are getting their ult so I'm actually not helping our team by doing all that splash damage when nobody's there for mm-hmm. no reason. But you probably have gold damage because you're doing exactly. that. Exactly. I can tell you, that's my favorite thing as a healer. When we're standing at the choke and we're waiting for them to come in and they're just doing petty shots at you guys and I'm fucking healing and soaking oh, yeah. up all of that, I love When that I'm shit. a tank, I'll just like get shot a little bit and then back up and let you heal because yeah. got to get that res up. All they're doing is hurting themselves. They're doing that. If you're at a choke, you just go. But it's <laughs> partially why, and, and I, I think people take it for granted, but it's partially why the play of the game system is so impressive. Because the, the, that's literally the game saying, like, this is the most important play that happened. And a lot of the times it's not. Obviously, it's not perfect, but... <laughs> Dead Torb th- next th- to his turret. Yeah. There, there <laughs> are it doesn't plays, really happen anymore. There are plays... I've seen it. There have been yeah. so many plays now where it's like, people will watch and be like, what what the hell was the point of that? It was just a two-man res. Or like, oh, was it he killed two people or whatever. But it's like, no, those two people... And then we won the point because of that. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't look yeah. impressive, but, like, it was impressive because that's what helped us win. Um, so it's 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 really it's it's really impressive to me that <laughs> the game can read that, and it seems just looking at that uh, and how complicated that algorithm must be. That's got to be what goes into how you get SR to mm. judging those like moments. fire points, yeah, things that are contributing. Yeah, could be. I I just think I think everyone that... wants to quantify it by the stuff that's presented to them, right? But there's probably a lot that's going on in the game that's being quantified that we don't know about. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that they tweak how SR works and placement works every season. That's mm. why they do season resets, but... I was told there were no changes between this no. season and last season's SR. Okay. Well, even if that's the case, they've done changes in the past to 
Because yeah. before it was way worse for Helios. Oh. They made it a lot better for Helios. It's still not great. It's still not great. But it's a lot better than but it used to be. It's still questionable. Like, yeah. for example, we had a friend who won eight of his placements, lost two, still fell... 300 SR below where he had left off last season even right. though he won majority of his placements that makes no sense the game doesn't that's why I was saying like transparency maybe and yes it could be gamed so I understand why maybe that's not the right idea but even the game giving you like a slight peek behind the curtain and just to give you a sense of like okay so if SR is is comparing you to other people playing the same hero mm-hmm so if you're like a really good Sombra, you'll be at the fucking Grandmaster level because no one else is playing Sombra. I mean, yeah, that's the rumor that's out there right, right. Now. Yeah. So if that is how it works, they could give you like, hey, here's like the average. I mean, you can find that on, on other websites that, mm-hmm. that track that stuff, like yeah. Overbuff. Well, yeah. like if you log in, it'll tell you like you're in the 11th percentile of healers. You know, yeah. like it gives you that information that Blizzard doesn't. But if that's why you're going up or down, that might be useful to know of like, hey, like these people are doing other things that you could improve on. Not as like, oh, you suck, but here's how you can improve. Yes. Um, but I think part of that is that they just don't want to train people. They don't want to teach people like that. Well, also, again, that goes back to players would exploit it. I mean, even when we did right. have that little information about the Sombra thing and that guy came out and was like, I'm a fucking Grandmaster Sombra, and it happened really fast. It's like people started playing a lot more Sombra because right. they wanted to game the system. It's like they don't play Sombra, but... Also, mm-hmm. let's be frank. There's a lot of money on the table for competitive games, especially in other countries. So you mean like the professional scene? Yeah, so it's very exploitable for them. And it, that becomes a liability for Blizzard then because they can get caught up in these um, high-profile lawsuits dealing with cheating. Is that cheating, though? If they make an exploit known, yes. Well, th- these aren't in-game exploits. These are, like, kind of meta-exploits. Yeah, but about. if they were to be open about what would change... Like, for example, like if they had come out and officially said, like, yes, if you play lesser played characters like Sombra and Orisa and Comp, you will automatically, most likely, if you play it competently, we will go to Grandmaster or Master. Mm-hmm. People would start doing that right, and all then it would the stop working. time. Yeah. But like if people, there were tons of people playing one hero, then it's going to be harder to climb the ranks with that hero, in theory. Exactly, yeah. But that would also kind of break competitive for that season or whatever because nobody would be taking it seriously. That would change the meta completely. Mm-hmm. I mean... I feel like it's almost better for us not to know at all about how SR works, but I'm just saying that there are problems with it that just I wish well. they would ad- ad- take Yeah, well, that's, that's how I see it. It's like it, sh- it should just be just play well. Yeah. And then it'll reflect in your SR. Just win. Well, it feels yeah. like the argument is like it's not necessarily like wanting to know everything about SR, but feeling that some characters, be it support mains, are treated unfairly under the SR system yeah. as it exists now. I have a 51% win rate in comp, and I'm pl- uh, diamond. So it, it, partially it is play well as far as I'm concerned. Cause and I, I, I play 99% of my comp games with you guys, and I won seven placements, lost three, and was placed low diamond, yeah. which was higher than anyone else in our group. Yeah. yeah. Well, and okay. I don't know why. I, I would not say I'm better than any of you guys. Here's I what I'm curious about. What, what's the difference between competitive play where I'm at in silver as to where you guys are at? Okay. What do you mean? Let's okay. Like the how difference, the players are different. The yeah. difference in players when you're in silver than comparing. Because I'm having a terrible time in silver. I'm I I'm solo there. queuing in there. silver, and it is like it, it. Like I can't believe I get home from a hard day's work, and it's like, let's just have kids yell at me. I can't. Like I'm <laughs> so. Are, yeah, those are players that don't get a lot of nuances about um, 
what's appropriate to do. They are salty because they think they deserve to be better. Yeah. So right. Yeah. I've seen a lot of like three angry. and four star players in silver. And oftentimes those are the people who will throw matches when, when the comp isn't to their liking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if they're, if they're silver, I mean, this is going to come off as like really shitty, but if you're below platinum, Usually Ooh. they don't give a fuck about like playing it like competitively. Well, I'm even doing gold, air quotes. even gold players, they care. Well, some of them do. Uh, well, because when when you guys play, you guys normally group up, right? We yeah, usually do six. We're very man serious for about. We, we take it pretty we're seriously. We usually five or six man stack. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and we soul queue is rough, dude. We usually Buddy, have yeah, our, like, I need I need to too. make more less good friends. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like they don't take it as seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening so to this, hit me up. Uh, I'm trying to six stack. They're more quick to drop yeah. or to not be willing to work with the team. They're not willing to change for the team. They're not willing to join voice chat. All things that you need to do to win games. Oh, man. I would love it if they didn't join voice chat. <laughs> yeah. Because the people who ask you to join voice chat are usually... It, 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 well, that's not... And it, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm not Look, a stranger. I, as a girl, sure. like, right, I yeah, have different sure. experiences than you In higher do. levels, you need to be on voice chat. Yeah. It's so crucial. I'm, just, I'm, I'm no are just stranger toxic, to toxic, uh, toxic gameplay, but this is like, this is like painful in silver. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be Especially toxic silver players in every single we, We've played category. with people that were toxic after we won. That's the yeah. mysterious part. <laughs> That's the one yeah, that always get me. How are you salty after we win? Right. Because there's nothing There's nothing better. Uh, I think the only thing that can beat a sore loser is a sore winner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A sore winner is like, I, I just, I, I can't wrap my head around it. Like, I, I, I will admit that I have a tilting problem. I tilt way too easily with this game, <laughs> right. especially against Maze. Maze will just set me over. Wait, who's the, your main? So I... My, a tank main. I'm mostly a tank main. In okay. in quick play, I have the most hours on D.Va, but that's because I only played D.Va and Mercy when the game came out. Yeah. And comp, last season I was a Roadhog main, full stop, because mm. he just destroys people with his hook. And now that he's getting nerfed, I'll probably play him less, so I've been playing more Winston and also more D.Va. But I, yeah. I, I play a lot of tanks. And you, But you um, tilt easy? I tilt easy, because cause I'm used to... I've gotten very comfortable with the Roadhog play style, where... Mm. You're able to flank by yourself and kill people and heal up, and he has so much sustain. So when I play like a Winston and I'm fighting people, and then like out of my peripheral vision, May walks in, freezes me before I have a chance to escape. I'm just like, great, I feel great about that. Oh, absolutely. It, it's I think it's even worse with Diva because like you're super mobile. Like, you're, you're super you're, mobile, you're just... but your your hitbox is like half your fucking model. Yeah, exactly. Your crit so, box. So um, in competitive, I, I I usually start off with May, but if Sorry, I usually start off with with Diva, but if I see a May on the opposing team, I immediately switch off because there's just nothing I can do about it. It's just brutal. I don't know. Her, I, I I keep seeing them making changes to other heroes to make them feel better, to help them have better plays with other players, whatever. I mean, I I I just I feel like everything about May is designed to be not fun to go up against, <laughs> and and the only way to win against May is to be nowhere near her. Yeah, it's, I mean, unless you're a fair. Well, the only way to win against May is to have somebody with you. Right. Well, to make you feel better, nobody really plays May anymore. I see her. Pretty May's pretty big in Silver Comp, at least. Uh, I, I hardly I see her tell. anymore. The only time, she's coming up more in defense now mm-hmm. yeah. on Capture the Point, and that's it. Right. I, I never see her in Payload Push or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So That makes sense. I, it was actually something that I, I wanted to, to mention. Uh, for a very long time... And this is super granular, but it's kind of like the same thing as my frustrations about the metal system. 
is that I feel like it's kind of geared for newer players and then more experienced players just sort of like mm. take it for granted. I'm not a big fan of the hero select screen. I'm not a big fan of the way they're categorized. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so yeah, obfuscated. Because, yeah, you know, the, the Symmetra four, isn't a support. Right. Like, and, like and, and the way it'll give you, like, too many snipers, not no builders. Like, they give you those tips there, which I think you probably turn off. I don't pay attention to those anymore. But I feel like... They're I, there for, like, very beginning yeah. of the game. So I, I, I solo queue a lot of quick play. And even in quick play, people can take it very, very seriously. And they'll get really upset if you're not, like, ticking off all of those boxes. What? Yeah. Well, yeah. they've never. That's a very antiquated thing because it's like that's for that's there from the beginning. That's like them being like, "Hey, we're just nudging you in the right direction, you guys." Right. Um. But now, sort of everybody who's at the level that we're at knows what kind of comp to make. So here's well, a it's joke. Like, it's here's like, a, I mean, you've seen this. Mm-hmm. We'll play all support team. Mm-hmm. Well, we will do six support characters with. I mean, there's only five supports, so we'll do either Torb or Soldier because they both have kind of a healing ability. We more often than not win. Right. Yeah, we'll win All support. Call. Yeah, support has crazy sustain. So you can say that you could just ignore that and be fine. Well, I guess that's my my problem is that people get really obsessed with the, what the meta is. Yeah. And I feel like it kind of restricts people. And I think that the hero select screen also kind of restricts people's picks. Yeah, well, that's okay. interesting. Just the the um, because they they say they want people to like change characters often and like be mindful of the cop the, and the stuff. The only but. place that you can see them categorized by tank and support and DPS and offense, the only place you can see that is on that hero select screen. You don't see that anywhere else in the game. Right. By the that's, way. That's so if you wanted to like go to the hero gallery, it does not list their alphabetical order yeah. in the hero gallery. So maybe they're thinking about and, getting And back. like when, when people, I see when people are like theorizing about new heroes and stuff, they're like, oh, well we haven't gotten a new defense hero yet. So we need a new defense hero. It's like, well, Defense is just kind of another way of saying DPS. Yeah. They're saying they're DPS that are good at crowd control, except Hanzo and and Widow don't really have crowd control. But yeah. the rest do. And and so that's that's it's it's I feel like it's misleading because it's it's getting people to think like, oh, we can't have a junkrat because we're on attack. Yeah. It's like, well, junkrat can be a beast on attack if you're if it's the right map and the yeah, right Yeah, it situation. goes back to like the, the, right the, the early discourse right. about like attack symmetra. Yeah, exactly. Holy shit though. Yeah. Symmetra though. Oh yeah. Generally, like if I see someone like auto pick to Symmetra, I just I I just trust that we're gonna have a good time. <laughs> if <laughs> someone's if someone's that today. adamant about being Symmetra, they probably are a very good Symmetra. It's it's the I think it's the death that makes me the most giddy when I walk around a corner and just take a meatball in the face. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just like all right, <laughs> I walked God, into that. I love Symmetra. Yeah, she's so cool. So I I kind of wanted to to shift gears a little bit, and I was curious what you guys thought about. The current game modes that are in the game and the yeah. maps that are in the game. I don't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck? You want to talk about something else? I just play comp. Oh. Well, I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, uh, like uh, escorts, assaults, capture, like... Oh, like, I mean, 2CP sucks. Right. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, they did make Eichenwald better by adding that little the passageway. Little door on the side. I think yeah. that makes it more playable. Well, yeah. so that's, that's, uh... I forgot yeah, what they call it. Th- that's, like, a hybrid. Really just, like really choked up capture payload yeah yeah i do wish that's, that's not 2cp but yeah, that's i wish there were more um what's it called uh spawns that's whenever what do you mean? when there's payload maps and there's like not enough spawns like you have a long walk i know that like on defense yeah i wish they would yeah. rather just keep you dead for longer and less walk oh, that's interesting. personally that's something that doesn't I that just like kind of see. bounce out at the same time yeah but then you're not 
you know, anxious waiting and knowing you have to, oh. you're walking and you're walking, like, you know, you're jumping as you're walking because you're like, I got to yeah, get there as fast as possible. Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than being a Mercy and then just seeing the health tickers of all of your friends <laughs> yeah. just, like, disappear. Because when I'm dead, I'm not re-watching how I died. I'm watching how my team is playing. Right. And so if, if it was had, a longer spawn, that would give you more time to see what your team mm-hmm. is doing and, and the same time to get back. And but. Yeah, and a less amount of time to walk you back. So heroes, some heroes move faster than others. That's true. That's so that, true. That adds to, the, I mean, the the more that you give people sort of an equal amount of wait time versus a time that they could be maneuvering or setting something up, is is a major difference in how the the map is. But if played. people were dead a little bit longer, I think that would help too. The one thing that I don't mind about the long walk is if I'm playing someone like Lucio, it kind of forces it lets it lets me become like the team conductor. Yeah. Because the big problem in this game is trickling in. Oh, absolutely. Yes. People will just walk single file into the slaughter, and then the other team just always has the an advantage. Is real. But when you're Lucio, I can just like hang out outside of our spawn, wait for everyone to die, respawn, and then boost us all in. Yes. And even if people are walking past me, I can help people get caught up yes. and get to that fight faster. So that's one reason why I like the, the current system. Mm-hmm. And also, being dead isn't fun. No. You know, but it does give you more information about your team. If you're watching, yes, what are doing. I am always mm-hmm. watching my team. Yeah, I feel like that's also important for higher level play too. Mm-hmm. Is to have a team that you play with regularly and gel with. Right. I mean, it's typical that like, right? That's not news to anybody. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any? Do you think that the, the game needs a new game mode for like quick playing competitive? That's different than like capture point. I would or love or to see payload. That. I would love to see that. Just anything different. I would like to see some kind of maybe not capture the point. But almost like capture the flag, but almost football style. So there's like how far you can get it. Like say there's a duck and you have to run and grab the duck, and then whoever has the duck is in control of the game. And you're trying to tackle the person with the duck. Mm -hmm. Dear Blizzard, so that's that's (laughs) dear Jeff Kaplan. I I have you can contact Um, me here. Mario Kart has that. Patent pending. You get the shine, and Mm -hmm. it's every character has a counter. Doesn't Halo? Halo has like the skull mode. I'm blanking what it's called. What if like one person is it? It's like hot potato. Kind of. Yeah. What if Overwatch had items? What if there was a mode? They have items. They're called abilities. No, but what if there were like you know pickups? Yeah. Yeah. How fun would that be? Like some Doom style, like quad damage. That would be pickups. an amazing gameplay mode. That's How tough, though, fun! I feel like characters that are slower than other characters, so it'd be harder for them to get items over. But if they spawn so randomly, would be Tracer and... but if they spawn randomly, mm-hmm. so nobody knows where they're going to spawn. They could well, spawn maybe, on you because it's a team game. You're like trying to set up your Tracer to get that ability. Yeah. So you're like, oh shit, the thing's about to spawn. That would if be it's a like, fun game. Mode. If it's like Quake style, where like the spawns are always in the same location. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, luck-based, it could never be a competitive thing, but I think that would be another fun new game mode they could do. It could be neat. I, I So I've had a lot of fun playing in the custom games mm-hmm. thing, and I've made a few myself, and like it's really fun to like mess around with it. I would love for them to someday get to that place where you'd be like, oh, I have an idea where there's a duck, and you move it around, whatever, and to be able to build that in the game. Yeah, yeah that, that would be, be rad. Because what we have right now is neat, and there's a lot you can do with it. And even with the new update, they're adding the ability to, like, adjust gravity and jump height and all this weird stuff. Oh, absolutely. Like, my favorite, some of my favorite gaming experiences were, like, the older Unreal Tournament 2004s, the mods that would come along with that, like, the NCJ and the, the, like, low gravity mode. and Strange Love. I don't remember that, actually. You know the Redeemer? Mm Mm-mm. There's a gun, it was, like, a rocket launcher that was remote-controlled. 
and it was uh-huh. like the strongest gun in the game was an instant kill. Mm-hmm. So you would grab it and then you'd shoot it, and then it was like road or um, junk rat. Like you would stand there, but you're you would be controlling the rocket, uh-huh. and you'd find somebody and it would explode. But Strange Love was a really simple mod where um, instead of being behind, you were riding the rocket, uh-huh. and then. <laughs> I you, get, you I would, get the reference. You would either jump off right before or you would die with it. Oh, man. Do you yeah, know? So, yeah. so I, I think... It, was, it, was, it like completely changed. And like there was, I think there was a time... It was, this is the original Unreal Tournament. I think there was uh, a time where like people were playing more maps with the Strange Love mob than with the regular gamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I would love to see something like that in Overwatch that just sort of like allowed creativity because like you're seeing so many of these video games that, that like are getting a second life breathed into them with just the modding community and 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 level editing and if god man like the the wild things people could come up with overwatch characters and just sort of free reigns to create levels around them would be amazing i mean when when the uh dance emotes came out with the anniversary update the server list was full of dance servers really people were just dancing and they were setting up like symmetra turrets to like create these light shows and stuff it was like (laughs) it was a good time that's cute and 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 it was I, i think there's clear demand for more player tools just, just weird shit yeah yeah i would shit. like to see overwatch get weird <laughs> weirder you I already like have space that. monkeys and yeah. cyborgs magic doesn't exist in that universe how 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 do you guys feel about the the plot and the lore of overwatch uh, do you care I don't I don't, yeah i don't care it. you don't care at all i mean i like it um i really love when the new animators come out yeah, yeah. um i'm waiting for the next one with bated breath uh but like it's just kind of if you don't play the character, you don't really care about them, and you don't care about their lore. Like I don't play Winston that much; I don't really care. But I, I love Soldier, mm-hmm. and anything that's a Soldier, I'm like, fuck yes, please deliver to my door. <laughs> right. So you know what I mean? Daddy. No, no, well, I'm, I'm like, I'm right there with you with like, uh, with Diva. Like, yeah. Diva's like my favorite character, oh, and uh, I will spend an inordinate amount of money to get her skins, and it's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the really cool thing about it is sort of the fan community that surrounds it that sort of like creates comedy around it mm-hmm. and i think that's a lot of fun to just sort of um experience just seeing overwatch as um as this conduit for creativity and for for comedy and and seeing how people take that and use it in some good ways and let's be honest some bad ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah the, the thing that i found really interesting about the the place of story in this game is that you know, I got. I, I think we all got into it because it's a good game. We enjoy yeah. the game. We haven't even really talked about like it's, it's the abilities are good and fun, and you get to shoot stuff, and that's great. And there's for, all yeah, types for of different play styles. I get, uh, it's, it's not just it's a good game. It's not like you know Call of Duty or Halo where it's like the play styles are slight tweaks on each other. Like you're a sniper yeah. or you're more mid range. Like it's not that different. Whereas a hero shooter is much crazier. Um, but I really liked how. You know, in the first few months of, of playing this game, we would all just run around and we're shooting stuff, or whatever. And then I would find like a, I see a post on Reddit that's like, oh, no, no, no. Like on, on King's Row, you're delivering an EMP to kill a bunch of Omnics. Yeah, I felt horrible about and you're that. you're like, what? And they go on the map and you're like, shit, there's all these like clues everywhere. And there's like things written down. And oh, man, the spawn room of, uh, we're in a diner and there's plot, there's plans for them to blow up the bridge. And it felt like there was all this plot and lore embedded into the game in a way that was just like out of the way. Yeah. It's there if you want to find it's it. Like a Disney World ride. Exactly. It, it was. It felt very just kind of emergent. It just sort of was like in the world, and it was just waiting for you to find it. And I guess the frustrating thing is, there just hasn't been a whole lot after that initial push. 
Like they've done some animated shorts and some comics and things, but I feel like more is coming. I feel like that's why they're delaying the release of Doomfist because that's going to be a huge shift. I don't know if they the ever meant mode. for Doomfist to be a playable character at this point. I, I, I feel think like the, I think it always was because they always had that glove on the payload in yeah. Nibani. and they I always mean, had the fucking the banner with the silhouette. I guess yeah. they did have him. I, I feel like because like I feel like all of the characters, even the reveal trailer, had Doomfist. Doom. Yeah. This. Right. But they also uh, mentioned uh, Soundquake and Fusionator. I mean, Remember those guys? We're going to be getting a ton of new characters. When are we getting Soundquake? I hope he has a cassette player in his it's just chest. Like, it's just like a super buff Lucio. Oh, my God. Um, But yeah, I um, I think that once he comes out, um, Doomfist, I mean, uh, there's going to be a definite uh, pivot in the storyline. I feel like that's why they're holding off on him because I thought that he would be coming out before... We have this other new stuff, like the new Lunar Ops Moon map base, yeah. and mm. the story with Hammond, who might yeah. be a new character. Um, I guess there's something about the pacing of it all that's very weird. It is. <laughs> most of the events are seasonal. Mm-hmm. They're not. I mean, they have the, the Uprising event, which was all kind of lore based. Yeah. Um, and then when they put out Orisa, they redid the Nubani spawn and had like Doomfist that destroyed it all. But, but that's like months and months in between anything happening environmentally in the game yeah um and then they add a new map and it's just sort of like little details at this point what i really want from overwatch is new maps or again the new moon map i mean but i mean like i want a bunch of new maps because like as someone as someone who plays it often i know all of the maps inside and out and they're just just kind of like all right we're doing this one again like it's not as fun sure playing the scenarios is what makes it fun and the different teams you play against because it's all about the plays they do but I just wish that the maps were newer and fresher. It does not feel fresh. Hmm. So, do you wish that they put out more uh, maps than did events? Fewer. I events, feel like more there maps? should no. I feel like there should be events and maps happening at the same time. Like every new event should bring a map. Because I hear they want to do events pretty often now, right? Because like we've been getting events every month now. It seems. I think they've said that the events that we got over the past year are just what the events are going to be. Yeah. So they were just going to have repeats of those. So they're every, like, two months or so. Well, I've heard rumors that there's going to do events every month. That'd be cool. I, that would, that would I think, exhaust everyone. But if they were going to be turning this into a free-to-play game, that would be a good way for them to make their money's worth out of it. And that makes yes. more sense. Agreed. Online um, events are fun. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it kind of seems more and more likely that maybe they would be doing events more often. Um, which I'm happy about, but I do, I mean, enough of the skins. Give me the new maps. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. So mm. Have you checked out the new 3v3 maps at all? Yeah, and I don't really like 3v3 that much. As a healer main, like, oh. I'm at a disadvantage. I'm a big fan of the new 3v3. Yeah. Really? They, they changed it where before you could just make whatever three-player comp you could, which meant that every team had a Roadhog and Ana and some DPS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, that was just the best. So very very like when it first came out people were doing all kinds of weird stuff and they devolved into that but now the new 3v3 locks out any heroes that you've won with mm-hmm. so now when you play oh yeah lockout you, you is fun up, you wind up with the weirdest comps and it's super fun again yeah i, and, I do like the lockout i like that yeah but you know what it's just gonna be another wide it's just gonna be a wider meta maybe it's gonna but, be it's gonna be like this comp and then when we went with this comp we're gonna do this comp and then when we went with this comp we're gonna do this comp the end that's fair but there's also an element of counterpicking to it where like i i've noticed having played the new 3v3 that if we win like two comps in a row you see what the other team has played for two comps they're like okay they're running pharmacy every every goddamn chance they get until they win with that and then they're not going to play it 
So it's not just like, oh, we'll play, pick this comp. It's like, we need, you know, hit scan to deal with it. And we need like a tank to protect us while we pick Well, it. my point is that the other person would be doing the same thing too. Right. But that's why I don't think it's a clear cut meta of just like pick Roadhog, pick Ana. Because the other team also has like all of these mini comps they can pick from. Uh, I mean, I guess so. I, I think the the metas would be streamlined, though. I mean, you look at you look at normal competitive, like like um, tournament competitive, and they're all running the same comp. You know, give or take one or two DPS. Uh, so it would be the same thing after a certain amount of time for this new three v three. I guess you're like, right. They'd just I be just... running the same three comps, and it wouldn't matter like what. Uh, uh, what order they did it in because they would all sort of counter each other because, like they, rock, paper, because they'd be thing. the meta. Right. Like it, was, it wouldn't even be a rock, paper, scissors thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I hope you're wrong it would be just because the, the 3v3s that I've been playing have been so much more dynamic. Yeah. I mean, now, of right. course. But it's still it, relatively It's new. just like the beginning of the other 3v3 right. where it was interesting and then it mm-hmm. was not. But also you you have situations where you know, I, I, I when I have time, I try to check my, my teammates' career profiles and just see like what are their mains? And there's times when it's like, oh, he is a Lucio main. And that is all he does. He has zero seconds on anyone else. So it's like, even if there were metas, it doesn't matter to that player. Yeah. He's just sort of going to do what he does. I mean, I'm not saying my reality is 100%. I'm just yeah. saying that, that, that... That's kind of the, how the this game is The fear of a meta gone. existing still, still is going to happen. That's, that's sort of been the trend of this game is just meta upon meta yeah. upon meta. And then... Someone figuring out a counter to the meta, and then that becomes the meta. Thing. It's a, it's a sports game, man. Yeah, like we're we're playing the sport. Our sports I have bullets. So. Also, this is the first game that I've really kind of gotten into the esports community about. Absolutely, mm, yeah, yeah. I've I've watched other esports before, but I never really got into them as much as I've enjoyed watching Overwatch. I don't know why that is exactly. Because even watching like competitive Smash, I get it, but yeah. it's not. It doesn't hit me. Really? Same way Overwatch I, does. I've tried watching some competitive Overwatch, and it's um, a lot is happening. I think the spectator tools need a lot of work. Yeah, but I think they're yeah. aware of that. Because like when, I, when I'm watching like FGC stuff, even when I'm watching like League of Legends stuff, it is it's really super easy to follow. And the commentators um, have years of experience to break it down. Yeah, Overwatch is just a. I, I think Overwatch is just designed at times as like the sensory overload, right? <laughs> Anytime there's a team fight with ults, you're just like, okay, stuff's happening. Well, there's enough going on in Overwatch for, for it to be interesting, you know. There's, yeah. there's there's enough variety for like new things to pop up every so often. And well, I like it because it's it's 3D and very visual, yeah. so you can very clearly see where the teams are and how they're moving together and yeah. who's taking the high ground. With something like Smash, I feel like it's 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 a little more limited. Well, it's a lot more about technical skill, yeah. like any kind of fighting game. Yeah. Whereas Overwatch is more about team play. Yeah. And and using ults and yeah. you're never you're never going to talk about yeah exactly you're never going to watch an overwatch competition and they're going to talk about like wow look at soldier's aim look at his like, tracking it's like of course he's yeah, a pro yeah, he's, he's going to have good, good tracking <laughs> yeah but it becomes all the the meta narrative on top of yeah, it that yeah, what yeah. people talk about but that's what's fun for me to watch is like to overwatch if yeah, you will exactly. <laughs> is, is, is seeing these strategies play out yeah like yeah completely different beast from something like like counter-strike yeah right yeah which again is much more kind of twitchy. Yeah, um, it would be like watching a watching a speed run versus watching like there you go a let's a, play some, something get randomly generated and seeing somebody like figure it out as they go. 
Hmm. It's like watching basketball, but the the entire time someone's holding a strobe light up to your eye. It's like so it's like Space Jam. Yeah, is what so you're the, 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 Overwatch, Overwatch is competitive Space Jam. Space Jam. Yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's not not a bad analogy. Yeah. Yep. Um. Well, shit. Uh, do you guys have any 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 else anything else you want to talk about related to Overwatch? Overwatch is a good game. I love it. Thank What's you. the last game that we all played this much? Was it Monster Thank you, Hunter? Blizzard. Monster, um, Hunter. Yeah. Monster Hunter, for sure. Or Metal Gear Solid 5. Which will be the case like once together. it comes out on the Switch. Yeah, that's probably going to mean a break. from. Except Overwatch is going to put out some crazy bullshit event the second Monster Hunter comes out. Yeah, that's yeah, the Monster that is, Hunter that is the MO. That They're is really the good MO. at that. Yeah, yeah. they are. It's like, oh that. man, Zelda came out. They're like, okay, here's a new hero. Fuck. Yeah. I want to play Zelda, though. What was that, Orisa? Yeah. yeah, that was Orisa. Yeah. That wasn't the most exciting hero. I mean, any I like new her, characters. Yeah. I mean, I played fucking four hours of Sombra the day she came out, and oh, really? then never again. Yeah, I still play. So. I like Arissa a lot, actually. She's really hard. She's just yeah. not comp ready. Yeah. People are finally getting Sombra. And, like, really? Oh, my God. I mean, you're so either really good at Sombra, or you're really bad at Sombra. There's no in-between. Really? Yeah. I mean, no one really understood Ana for, like, two months. And oh, my God. And they the crap out of her. And then and she, then she a became meta. the entire meta. Right. And they yeah. still yeah. hasn't really recovered. So I think they're really cautious when they introduce new characters about making them OP. They recovered. Have you noticed that every new character so far has been a f- girl? Yeah. I As a man, I feel like I'm not being represented <laughs> by the Overwatch uh, characters. Uh, where, where are the bros at? Yeah. The only American, well, not only American. Because Soldier's American, right? Soldier's McCree, American, McCree's, McCree's American. McCree's a goddamn right? stereotype, and I'm a-okay with that. And and don't forget that Reaper's American. No, he's Mexican. He's Mexican. He's a L.A. native. Oh. Is he? Yeah. Shit. Oh. I'm racist. Damn it. I mean, he's, so... he's Mexican, though. Like, his name is Mexican-American. Reyes. And... Yeah. But if well, he's an L.A. native, then he's a Mexican-American. Yeah. first generation, fine, but he's, it's <laughs> still his heritage. Um, so, also, we, so there are like, plenty of Americans. maybe made out of ghosts, so... Well, I'm, that's I don't, something, that's I'm something also, that's always been interesting to me. It's a little tidbit. Yeah. I'm is, a very appreciative of all the cultures that they encompass. Yeah. 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 Um, there's no magic in Overwatch. Yeah. Everything, everything's done with devices. Mm-hmm. Not or, even or the Mercy Res. Yeah, the Mercy Res magic. is like her backpack or whatever. She doesn't what? have a backpack. So there's no backpack. It's or her this, wings or whatever. It, the, is it her butt? There's something about the tech that she has. Because I, I, I always imagine the concept of reviving someone from fucking beyond the veil as maybe a magical thing. Yeah, yeah I wanted to well, be magic, but it's not. Yeah. She, she <laughs> Didn't she have something to do with the way Reaper is now? Yes, she tried to bring Reaper and back, she, but something got fucked up. And she helped Genji, and she helped Soldier, so she... It's kind of like her role in the stories is yeah. effectively bring people back from the dead. Yeah. She's doing it really fast now. But yeah, yeah. That, was, that was interesting. That was interesting to me when I had that thought. Is like, did they deliberately make it so that it wasn't magic? Like it I was think all so. Tech. I think they wanted to really make this IP stand out from Warcraft. Yeah. Make it be like, yep, it's a super colorful, bright world, but it's on Earth, so we're gonna kind of ground it a little bit, even though we have talking yeah. gorillas who carry Tesla cannons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think there was a lot of deliberate decisions made. Yeah. It's science. It's yeah. not magic. The power of science. Yeah, exactly. That was That's how really you get good. tinnitus. Thank you. That's how you get tinnitus. There's so many good voice lines in this game. I love this. I love this game. As much as I hate it, I love it. I yeah. love it more than I hate it. I think we're going to be playing it for a very long time. I can't believe I got you into it. I, it's not my kind of game. Yeah, I I remember when I was a higher level than you. Like I I, I remember those days that I look back on them fondly, and and now you've lapped me maybe four times. I mean, like I used to have a life, um, <laughs> and no joke, Overwatch actually ruined my life. No, but you literally learned how to play 
This is my FPS. first. You, yes. you were, scratch. Yes. Yeah, you were mm-hmm. scary good at this game. Like you didn't know how to move and shoot at the same time. I remember no. That. Yes, I did not. Because then we do KKG. Yes, there like was really, really early on, and you were standing in place as soldier. Yes, shooting. Yes, that was fun. It was my first time ever playing a game like this, and then it's been yeah. a year, and yeah. like how far and, I've come and now in a you're year. Fucking like, you're. You go full on battle mercy now. Well, now you guys are just feeding my ego. (laughs) Well, it's just like, I I think that is a testament to Overwatch's design. Yes. It's it's very accessible. I wish I could say that it was all Overwatch, and that's the reason why I play it, but it's not. To be fair, a lot of the majority of the reason why I play Overwatch so often is that that is usually my social activity of that day. Mm -hmm. And without without Overwatch, I probably... I mean, granted, I would have more things going on in my life, but I would not have as much of a social life because I keep up with friends. I've made friends online through Overwatch. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Overwatch, I don't think I would have gotten that social activity. Yeah. So it has actually helped me a lot with depression and anxiety. And I can attribute a lot of that to the multiplayer aspect of it. Hmm. Uh, I, I got to agree with you there. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't have a lot of those games in my life where uh, I can just, I know my friends are going to be on it. I know I can just, like, bullshit with people. Like, yeah. I hadn't done that really religiously since high school. Yeah. And to, to like, sort of, like, experience that again where I, like, uh, it's, like, where it's 9 o'clock at night. And it's, like, oh, I'm not doing anything. I wonder who's on Overwatch. And then just being able to, like, hang out with friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just doing whatever. Whether, like, you know, like, competitive notwithstanding because I can't play competitive with you guys yet. But um, uh, it's just, it's just cool to have this as an outlet to hang out with friends yeah i have i have caught up with uh learned more about and like consistently hung out with friends that i wouldn't have otherwise Mm -hmm. um if it weren't for overwatch so pretty there's people in my friends list that i pretty much never play with but i'll like chat with them yeah even while we're playing different games yeah yeah it's just oh it's nice it feels good it's the future man it's the present do you remember when? Um, do you remember when the Dreamcast had like a modem and yeah. you'd plug it into the Ethernet and you'd have to like, sign, like four people were playing and like you couldn't chat with them and you just had to play again. Like I played Out Trigger. Mm. It was a fucking third person arcade shooter. Okay. It was like an arena shooter. It was deathmatch basically. Sounds very two thousand two. Um, but the <laughs> controls were horrible and everything. Sounds and, like Dreamcast. Um, but like. Man, fuck you. Dreamcast is the best. That controller's not great. <laughs> but no, it's a great controller. I disagree. Underestimated. Next podcast. Yeah. Um, talk about Dreamcast. I will talk about the Dreamcast for literally days. Okay. Because that was my first... That was the console that got me serious about gaming. Really? The cable comes out the bottom of the controller. Come okay. on. Well, you can clip it to the bottom. It has a thing that you <laughs> clip right, and it comes right. out the top. <sighs> oh, Jesus. Anyway. The memory card had a chow on it. It was the first little the tidbit about me of information. I... My dad got an NES when we were really young because he got it for free from a Dodge dealership. They were having a deal. You bought a car, you get an NES. So I always had video games, but they were never like a huge part of my life. I just kind of played them every so often. And when I got my own room, I got my own TV. I hooked up the old systems. I was like, oh, I have those old systems. I should hook them up. So I did, and I played a little bit more. And I saw a fucking cosplay group of Jet Grind Radio. And I had seen the commercial for Jet Grind Radio prior to that. And I was like, I love this aesthetic. I want to play this game. So I saved up my money. It was 80 bucks. The Dreamcast was already on its way out. And I went to a pawn shop and bought the Dreamcast for 80 bucks. And I went to Target. And they, they had three Dreamcast games for sale. Two of them were sold out. The only one that was left was Jet Grind Radio. And I was like, Damn. this is fucking destiny. <laughs> so I bought it, brought it home, played it. And I was like, 
I play video games. That's the thing that I do. I, wow. this so it wasn't is, until the Dreamcast. Like, it was the Dreamcast. So I had a shit ton of games for the Dreamcast because that was my favorite console. Hmm. Absolutely, 100%. And that's why I was so into fighting games because they were all in the Dreamcast. Um, and oh, Remember Power Stone 2? Was Power Stone was fantastic. That's a great game. Oh, man. I got to replay that game. My, my fond memory of the Dreamcast was watching my buddy boot it up and we were watching the opening pre-rendered cutscene of Sonic Adventure and I was yeah. like graphics will never look better than this. Yeah, when I think of Dreamcast you think of um, Sonic. Yeah. Uh, Shenmue. <laughs> Shenmue is really big for me. Um, Fucking watery chaos. Yeah. Shenmue is great. Yeah, right? Anyway, let's save that for another <laughs> okay, podcast. Okay, next time Dreamcast. The Dreamcast. Dream, we got a lot of Dreamcast, Dreamcast nostalgia to get out. Dreamcast. Dreamcast. The pod dream. <laughs> Drodcast. Sweet. Cool. That, that, I look forward we do to it. it. Do, do, do we have a sign off yet? Uh... Bye.